The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. It's episode 208 of Amen, Brother Ben. We are on day five of Summer in the Psalms. Let's go. Hopefully you're being encouraged, challenged, and provoked to thought and feeling. I want you to feel while you're reading these Psalms with us. If you ever need any uh, more information, we've got links in the description below to videos, to sermons uh, about the book of Psalms that we're going to be walking through. I'm uh, really kind of behind on it. Normally, I'm much more into my sermon uh, for this coming weekend. Get a little sick, nothing a little uh, prayer and chicken noodle soup and medication. Definitely medication too. But anyway, uh, had some extra time since I hadn't been running around as much. So you get to dig in, make it, make the most of those opportunities to dig in and read a little extra in God's word. Today, you're supposed to be, if you're following along with us, day five means Psalm 13 through 16. These are four shorter Psalms. And uh, I got to be honest, the first two are kind of buzzkills. <laughs> but you've had those days, right? Where you're a buzzkill and you just can't help it. And that's okay. Psalms is not a bunch of flowery, everything is awesome. Everything is going to be a-okay always. Sometimes it gets real. So, Psalm uh, 13 uh, follows that same example that I talked about the other day where David is letting off some steam, but then he says, but I know you're God. I know you're cool. Let me worship you for a second. By the way, that could be, a good, as I'm seeing this pattern in the Psalms, that's probably a good pattern for us to adapt is to make sure that we sandwich our complaints with praises to God, right? And not in a fake way, but to keep perspective. And if you can't sandwich it, at least end with it, like a lot of these Psalms do, where there's nothing wrong with telling it like it is, nothing wrong with telling the truth, even when it's not fun, but you can always circle back around to praise and worship of God. And that helps it not linger in the wrong ways. It helps restore your joy and your peace. Um, and then, so, so Psalm 13 does that Psalm 14. If you've read that one, I don't know if you've read these or not. Um, I'm, I'm recording this a little later in the day. So hopefully you might've had a chance to read these, uh, Psalm 14 is another negative Nancy, but this one is about other people, right? It, it makes some, some clear points and talks about the people that are doing evil. Most likely those same people that are doing evil or that he's talking about are the ones causing him distress in the Psalm before. Don't have any conclusive evidence of that, but I have a feeling. Um, but what I want to focus on today is Psalm 15. It's only seven verses. No, that's 14, seven verses. What's uh, uh, five verses of Psalm 15? Let me read these for you because I, I had some thoughts on it. It's a Psalm of David, Psalm 15. It says, who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter into your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. 
those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends, those who despise flagrant sinners, honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. Now, I've been reading the New Living Translation. Uh, well, I'm kind of back and forth between the NLT and ESV. NLT is not as uh, poetic necessarily, but it is a lot more understandable. Um, but let me pull up the ESV of that verse because sometimes they just swap out words and sentence structures uh, so that you can understand it a little better when it's read out loud. Um, so it's instead of, of who may worship in your sanctuary, it says, who may, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? Right. Who are these people? They get to hang out with you, God. Who are these people that you accept into your presence? Because one of the things the Psalms continue to make clear is that God is holy. And if you just read Psalm 14, you know, you ain't holy. Right? In fact, the, the Psalm 14 is home to one of the verses I use a lot. That is, uh, it's verse three. All have turned away. All have become corrupt, corrupt. No one does good. Not a single one. That includes you. That includes I. So who, so then it, it kind of transitions. It kind of makes sense. I don't know if these were written back to back or if, but they, uh, they were organized on purpose. So you go out of Psalm 14 into Psalm 15 and you go, yeah, these people stink. So who who should you be allowed to to hang out with? Who 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 really deserves your presence? Right? And it talks about the type of people God is looking for. And a lot of those things don't normally describe us. Right? Refuse to gossip. Refuse to harm your neighbors. Refuse to speak evil of their friends. By the way, remember, Psalms is poetic. So you've got a little mini sandwich in here on, in verse 3 of Psalm 15. Those who refuse to gossip, those who speak evil of their friends, which you think, oh, sticks and stones. Oh, maybe I said something I shouldn't have. It's not a big deal. We make excuses when we talk smack. But right in the middle there of there is what it's actually doing, harming your neighbor. That through words, you are harming your neighbor. And, and so you have to, uh, really, God doesn't allow that. He doesn't want that in his presence. Go back a verse. It says, those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. That's a big ask. Those who despise flagrant sinners. Mm. Again, we have to read these verses in context and realize that we do love our neighbors, but we also despise the flagrant sin in their life and honor the faithful followers of the Lord. And this is the one that gets me. It keeps their promises even when it hurts. So often we bail on our promises, whether that be in a marriage. Bro, have I seen that? Marriages that that you, you've promised each other forever, and when they'd stop doing what they ought to do, when they stop being the good hubby, the good spouse that they're supposed to be, it's so easy to bail on them. A lot of people bail on their marriages without biblical reason because they don't keep their promises even when it hurts. Not saying that other person is right, but 
We're supposed to keep our promises even when it's hurt, even when it hurts. These are some just really kind of challenging statements here uh, that remind us that these are the type of people and this is the type of outcome that, that God demands. And none of us are going to live up to the task all the time. Some of you have, have probably done these things or do these things from time to time, but you don't do them all the time, right? Because why? Verse, or Psalm 14 says, no one does good. So who can, who can worship in there? Who can get you to the sanctuary of the Lord? Uh, one that's done that, right? The, the person that has done all those things. And uh, we have to put our faith and our trust in Jesus, the only one that deserves it. And that's kind of the heart behind Psalm 16, the last psalm you're supposed to read today. It's a psalm uh, of, of refuge. It says, keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. That can mean help when, I'm, when things aren't going well. But you know what that also could mean? I need safety. I need uh, salvation from myself, from my sinfulness. It says, I, I said to the Lord, you are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices or even speak the name of their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. And he goes on to praise God for the fact that even in the midst of this terrible situation that we can find ourselves in, and even though no one does good, not one, well, oh yeah, there is one. His name's Jesus. Boom. Jesus in the Psalms again. Good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> that's all for today for Psalm 14, 13, 13, 14, 15, 16. You'll be reading 17 through 19 tomorrow. May or may not make a podcast about that. I hadn't decided yet. We'll see how it goes. Y'all continue to pray that I get over this crud. If you don't mind, it would be great. And we'll continue on with our Summer in the Psalms at Freedom Family Church, Siler City, this weekend. Y'all holler if you need me. Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com and amenben.com. That's the website. We'll see you soon.